0: You're listening to Portfolio Builders, a WealthCap Holdings podcast about long-term wealth building and financial independence. Here are your hosts, Chris Evans and Taylor Welch. Yo, what's up? Welcome uh, to Portfolio Builders. This is T Money here and I just wanted to tackle something real fast that I think will be insightful and educational Hopefully inspiring. If you are either a uh, a newbie trying to build out your first portfolio, or maybe a seasoned veteran who's already in real estate, maybe you're nicely diversified, uh, layered across some good zip codes. Wherever you're at in the uh, in the process, I've had some conversations recently with some people, even on our team, who were saying, "Hey, people, people kind of want some training on this in terms of crash. Like, what? How certain are you that?" you know, there's not going to be a crash or a real estate bubble or anything like this. First and foremost, my answer is you, you're never 100% on, on anything, right? Like there's, there's always a level of risk, including an inherent risk and in holding on the cash. I know that some people are – they only feel safe when they have a tremendous amount of cash on hand. But you got to realize that there's no backing. There's no gold standard anymore. Like there's nothing backing the the new availability the new printing of money and when you have massive 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 stimulus bills being passed i'm not saying that those are a bad thing obviously um, sometimes it's necessary to to do those things and to invest into people and take care of people but you gotta you've gotta recognize the downside of what's going to happen to the value of your cash you just have to in fact this is not a political thing this is a mathematical thing if we print four trillion or 3 trillion or even 1 trillion or 500 billion whatever anything that is printed that is not accompanied by a correlating equal increase in productivity via the GDP and uh, new companies and new value and new stuff anything that is more money but it's not backed up by more productivity is going to decrease the value of old money okay inflation isn't only caused by printing money it's caused by printing money in a in a way that outpaces productivity and and if you look at 2020, I mean, like there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Like we printed way more money than than the subsequent increase in productivity. And that's because, you know, so and no matter which way you lean, um, people needed it and people were put in a position where they were they couldn't eat without it. And so this is really what you've got to recognize in terms of the risk of hanging on to dollars, the value of a currency. And let's talk about currency versus investment for a minute, because people think that Bitcoin is investment. And it's like, listen, a currency is something that can be used to trade for goods and uh, services, and it is a universally recognized standard of money. OK, if you get into the history of money and currencies and stuff, it's like, well, it's easier to train the USD for a house than it is to gather a bunch of shoes and try to trade the shoes for a house, because, you know, you to, to trade Enough shoes that are equal in value to a new house if the person building the house doesn't want that many shoes. And so this is what we had to figure out back way back in the day, is like how do we create a standard of money, a standard of currency, that can stand in place of something else of value? You don't have to trade chickens for food. You don't have to trade you know cattle for a new vehicle. You can just trade money for these things. And the money is the currency. So when you when people are like, hey, is Bitcoin a good investment? I'm like, listen, Bitcoin is not an investment, period. Now, is it something you should buy? Yeah, sure, maybe, whatever. I'm not going to give you advice on that. I mean, I think the value of Bitcoin is, is going to go up. But the value of Bitcoin is also going to go down because it's a currency. It's not an investment. It's a currency. It's something that can be unilaterally traded for other things, other goods and services. And so it's becoming a recognized form of currency. Gold is the same way. Um, Gold is something that can act. It can stand in place of something else of value. And as currencies in the world inflate and deflate, gold gets more or less valuable. As other things and other currencies in the world inflate and deflate, crypto gets more or less valuable. I'm just throwing a lot at you right now, but I'm trying to Paint a backstory and a background for my views on real estate. Not real estate as just your single number one investment, but real estate as compared to oil or gold or silver or crypto or any other form of uh, of bartering that you can you can use to store and protect wealth. Okay, the worst form of wealth for you to have is just a bunch of cash in USD or any other type of currency. Because it is so volatile, first and foremost, but secondarily, it is losing money. Now, why is gold typically not used losing value? It was like, well, the historically gold demand has spiked like a currency will spike when demand or or an investment will spike when demand gets high enough that there's not enough inventory. That's what causes spikes. That's what causes things to be in a bubble. So let me give you an example. Like let's, let's say that there's a mad rush on gold. People, there's a, there's a 7% increase in demand on gold this year versus last year. Well, the historical max that we can mine of new gold is like one to 2%. So you can see that there's going to be a protection of the asset because the, the inventory cannot catch up to the demand. Okay. Here's a, here's a different example. When you look at something like copper or, um, something that's like more of a commodity type thing. Like if you have an increase in demand for something, they can go out and produce more of that. And so when the inventory catches up to demand, you have deflation you have a little bit of a crash. And what a bubble is, is the bubble is that season of time in between where the demand is higher than the inventory, but it's before the inventory catches up. Okay. That's what, that's what a bubble is. So the reason gold is typically safer than most other assets is because no matter what, we can only get 2% more of it. And it and usually the demand is higher than 2%, okay? Now, if you have a bunch of people selling off all their golds, the demand goes negative and then, then you have deflation on the gold. So when we talk about real estate, And people are like, well, what about 2008? And what about this? You got to understand what 2008 was. 2008 was not a true real estate bubble in the terms of supply demand. It didn't fit the grid. What 2008 was, was an overvaluing, an arbitrary, by the way, overvaluing of the asset because banks were greedy and banks wanted to package up loans, sell them off to investors. They were making cuts in the middle. And what banks were doing is they were actually allowing and perpetrating fraud fraudulent appraisals, fraudulent underwriting, and they were allowing people to buy things way overvalued, who weren't qualified, and then all of a sudden, when the bottom dropped out, people realized that, oh, I have this house and it's not worth anything when I paid for it. They were offloading it quickly, so the demand tanked. Okay, the demand didn't tank because people didn't need houses anymore. The demand tanked because people were underwater on them because they were upside down on them because they were essentially lied to about the value the chances of us hitting that are almost zero nothing can be zero because um the banks aren't allowed to do that anymore there's there's tremendous regulation now almost to the point of makes me want to pull my hair out sometimes because i'm like listen i'm i'm being underwritten as if i were a child and i whatever you know banks are pretty much on their game now at this point hey hey if you are looking to transition from Business owner, or employee, or salesperson, or producer, etc., to investor, someone who can build long-term wealth without the hassle or the headaches of dealing with all of the downsides that come with real estate, then you should chat with somebody on our team. You can go to wealthcapholdings dot slash book b o o k dash now n o w. We have a team of licensed advisors who can help put together your game plan with your goals. Where do you want to be? How much passive cash flow do you want per year? And what markets should you be in to maximize your profitability, but at the same time, minimize and mitigate the downside? There's a lot of investment opportunities in the United States right now, but I got to be honest with you that what I've seen a lot of times, people are putting together deals for maximum profitability, but they're not respecting the risk involved in the game. Our team can help formulate a game plan for you, tell you which markets to be in, which ones to hit first, and then potentially if we have a team in that market, even source the deals for you. Nothing like what we're doing right now. It is top of class in every category. Wealthcapholdings.com slash book dash now. The call is free and the plans will be very, very, very valuable for you. Hope to talk soon. Now back to the show. So you can't just look at, well, what if 2008 happens again? Well, you have to look at why did 2008 happen? Why did it happen? What happened in 2008 that caused the real estate bubble? It wasn't necessarily the supply and demand of the real estate. And so where we are right now is in an era where, look, people have to have new housing. <laughs> like the the reality is that there's a high demand for single family right now. So the, the prices of single family real estate are going up. Normally that should be concerning because you're like, well, remember what a bubble, what is a bubble? A bubble is the space in between. First and foremost, the demand for something goes up higher than the inventory before the inventory can catch up. So If you're looking at this without a lot of experience in in monetary systems and currencies and how the economy works, then it makes sense. You're worried about a bubble. However, you also have to look at the supply chain. COVID-19, the pandemic, it was one of the first recessions that really took our supply chain out and it made everything freaking difficult to get. I'm building a new house right now. The cost of lumber, oh my God, can't even it is so freaking high. Because what everybody did is they tightened up. And now, well, the demand has gone up, but the inventory is down. So look we're not just building houses arbitrarily in in enough volume that we're going to catch up to the demand it's not working that way because we have a correlating increase in the cost to build okay right that's a big deal right there because for us to get let's say that there's a, a 9% increase in the demand for single family real estate and because of the cost to buy real estate there's only a 4% increase in the inventory well this means you're going to be safe for you know, quite a long time if the demand stays where it's at. Another thing is what we're not seeing is a bunch of people just buying houses to buy houses. We're seeing people want to live in them moving out to the outside of the city. So even the type of demand you have for an, for an asset is important to know. When Elon Musk tweets about uh Bitcoin and then the demand for Bitcoin goes up, that is not a safe increase in demand. It's not, it's not safe. Why do I say that? Well, because the increase in demand is based on one person pumping the value of it. But when you have people who are moving to take a new job at Bank of America in Charlotte, and they need a good place to live in a, in a B-class neighborhood that's not too far out of town, that is a safe increase in demands because that is likely going to continue happening. And as long as there is an increase in the cost to build new inventory, you have a bit of a hedge inside of that quote-unquote bubble. So I don't think we're in a single-family bubble right now. I really don't. I think that we're in a natural growth in the demand for a product that is built on the back of a legitimate uh, reason for the long haul. Okay, So this counterbalancing of the inventory and how much inventory there is and how much supply there is is really important. Okay, It's really important. Um, One of the things you want to pay attention to more than anything else when you're talking about, uh, should I get into real estate? Is now a good time to get into real estate? Blah, blah, blah. Is uh the location it's just the location like when you uh go into a place where there's really good solid growth there's really good solid job demand there's really good population growth uh then you run a very small risk of that actually being a bubble we can't just we can't look at everything that's increasing in value and be like oh bubble instantly that that re- represents a lack of intelligence, and your ability to really think through what's causing the growth of this demand and what's causing the growth of the value. We have to look at things and understand why they're happening and where they're coming from. And causation and correlation are different things. So anyways, all of this to give you some thinking, to give you some thinking. Historically, over the last 2,000, 3,000 years, a asset or a currency is protected the harder it is to produce more of it. Okay. What we're seeing right now is yes, an increase in demand for single family, but also an increase in the difficulty to create more of the inventory. And until Elon moves to Mars and gets us interplanetary and, you know, all that stuff, there's no more real estate, friends. There's no more lands. We have, it's all that we have. And so even if there's a temporary dip in a market because somebody Overinflated it with, you know, Amazon came out into town and brought in a bunch of employees, and so therefore the demand went up. But it, it went up uncorrelated to the inventory. Okay, it's going to be fine because there's no more land. We haven't figured out how to create it. We can't invent it. All we can do is harvest what's there, and obviously increase the value of the land by putting great things on top of it. But this is a, puts you at ease a little bit. And I'm not, I'm not saying that. I am hundred percent and then I'm, you know, you can't be like, well, Taylor said that, you know, he's not concerned about it. So therefore I'm going to put a hundred percent of my life savings. No, that's, it's not the point of this podcast is to help you and enhance your ability to think. I'm not here to just tell you what's going to happen because I don't know, but I can give you the way that I think about things and the way that I think about corrections and inflation and deflation. But, and I also tell you this, I don't have hardly any money in cash. I have enough money in cash that my banker requires for me to get loans. That's it. Because anything I have in cash, I'm losing two, two and a half percent. It's about to go up. We're going to see some hyperinflation probably over the next five, six, seven years because of, of how the feds printing money. And it's not backed by an increase in productivity. And if it was, it would be a different story, but it's not. And so everything right now, I want to get it into productive assets. Not all of that is real estate, but 75% plus of it is real estate right now because I know the game and I know the science to look for. So happy investing. If you guys want to chat about anything, go to wealthcapholdings.com. You can find a lot of good resources, a great book that uh, me and Chris put out a couple months ago. And we're here to help you build your portfolios the right way, correctly, safely, safe as you can get in this game and set your family up for the long term. Long term. All right. Adios. See you. Thanks for listening. Discover how you can start building wealth with real estate even without experience in our free book, Why Real Estate and How to Get Started by visiting wealthcapholdings.com slash book. That's wealthcapholdings.com slash book.